podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast, broadcasting to you from my house in a field here in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm Trev Downey, and I'm joined, as I always am, by Lisa Marie Hannan and Cam Branch. No producer this evening, so um, hopefully our knob twiddling will be up to the job. Now, I wanted to follow on from the superb post-match you know, uh, sports interviews and, 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 and pre-match sports interviews that I had some clips of last week. And somebody linked me up with uh, a link to a Walter Smith interview. And I didn't get a chance to look at it at the time, but it, it stuck in my head. And when I went to look for the link, I've scrolled through my Twitter feed about 17 times. I cannot find it. Cannot find it. So uh, eventually, there, just before we went live, I found it. Cam, are you, are you like sort of surfing on top of your mic at the moment or something, fella? Sorry, I, I uh, had to move my mic. It was sorry, I've thought of it now. <laughs> I apologize. Just, I mean, you know, you know. Anyway, sorry about that, listeners. You know, he's normally better than this, Brady. But anyway, uh, as I was saying before, we really Spent interrupted. Time. Before we were rudely, oh god, here we go. He's starting already. Before we were rudely interrupted by uh, by um, his uh, him messing with his bits, uh, yeah. we we uh, I was in the middle of saying the Walter Smith interview. I found it just before because um, I knew it was Walter Smith, so I went to YouTube. I was hoping to find the proper link that had been sent, but no, it's it's disappeared. Uh, it's tremendous, but I also think it's completely uh, unsuitable for anyone who is not really well acquainted with a Scottish accent. Because to say that it's in a thick accent is to understate it tremendously. And I did find a sort of cleaned up version. When I say cleaned up, I mean the audio is cleaned up. The original is pretty ropey. So I'm thinking I may be going with that next week. But for now, I'm just going to tease that and uh, we'll work our way through because we're going to do a comparatively to the point sort of an episode this evening. We had hoped to record on Friday as it happens. I'm glad we, we couldn't. That was uh, down to my um, uh, ongoing uh, nonsense. Uh, and now we actually have something very, very specific to talk about. So we're going to spend most of the show talking about that thing you don't need to be a genius to work out what it is and it feeds directly back into a loop that we've been going around and around on this show in recent weeks so i'm looking forward to getting straight into it so without any further ado let me go to my two compadres and get their openers seeing as i've dropped the ball this week so cam branch what have you got to begin us with um hi everyone um hello trev um glad that things are better than what they were on friday thanks man. yeah so um as you know, I have asked you just to make sure things are good. So, um, right, I have a, I have a, a question that has no relation to football whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a list of names. Uh, this is for both of you, and I want to know what they have in common. They'll be all Tories, Lisa Marie, won't they? Probably. <laughs> This is what he does. He's he's gone off one already. I can tell. Go on, go on, lad. Let's hear it. Jim Morrison, twenty-seven Charlie, years age. They died. The twenty-seven. Chaplin Junior. Am I wrong? No, no. You you're probably right in that, but that's not the answer because I haven't given you the full list yet. So okay, go on, go on. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't hear the second name because Trevor talked over you. I know. Oh, you know he's so unprofessional, that guy. You know. <laughs> Anyway, as I was saying, so Jim Morrison, Charlie Chaplin Jr., Jr., 
phone goes off. Uh, King Edmund II. Judy Garland. Catherine the Great. Okay, so my, my take of 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 the twenty seven club is probably completely wrong there. Um, yeah, that's the wrong. Um, well, I thought you, that's that's the usual one, Jim and Kurt and Joni Mitchell and all those people who died at twenty seven. So I thought that's where you're going with this. Oh, right. uh, I, I didn't I'm, know that one. I'm struggling big time with that's this. That's a very interesting list. It is. Um, well, you're a history buff, Lisa Marie. So well, go, I am. Go but to it. Go I'm to it. To... Would you like a clue? If I say Please. one more name, yeah, yeah. then yeah, you will both know straight away. Okay. And Lisa Marie will definitely know. Elvis Presley. Lisa Marie, um... over to you, because Cam's <laughs> Comes to you beautifully for disappointment here. <laughs> they were all born in Germany. I I don't, I don't know. Um, was Elvis born in Germany? No, he wasn't actually. He was, <laughs> he, he was stationed in Germany, and Catherine the Great wasn't. That's where she was originally from. Was one of the German states. But wasn't she a Russian? But she Russian? was yes. But she married yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be surprised him. if King George II was born in Russia. Well, it shows you what you know. No, I didn't say Russian. Said... German. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I said he was German. It wasn't. He was German, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. What about King Edmund II? I don't. I'm not sure. I know who he yeah. is. I mean, let, he's, let, one, he's one of the English way. kings. It's nothing to do with nationality. The answer. Okay. Is. Well. All right. I don't know then. <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, really disappointed. Really disappointed. I thought Judy Garland would have given it away, and Jim Morrison and uh, Elvis Presley. They were all drug addicts. I, I, <laughs> um, well, yeah, they're, that sort of has a relation to the answer, actually. Um, they all died either. They all died in the bathroom or on the toilet. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see. I see. I see where you're going with this. Very good. Very good. Uh, of course, the, I'm sorry to blow your answer completely out of the water, but Jim Morrison never died. The whole bath bathtub thing is just a uh, it's just oh, a it's, it's, it's a conspiracy, isn't it? Well, Elvis is still alive too. Elvis actually is still alive and came second in an Elvis impersonator contest. This, these are <laughs> these are all things that happened. Um, and I, st I stand by them. <laughs> Tremendous. Well, you've got us going there. Brady, you for a play to you, man. Uh, that's good. Lace Marie, what have you got to start the show with? Well, first of all, I would like to thank Michael Edwards, Jillian Ward, and FSG for making my <laughs> birthday wish come true. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. Um, and then just a little quote that I found that I kind of liked. So here you go. Wrinkles should merely indicate where the smiles have been. Mark Twain. That's the, 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 the words of an eloquent older man, obviously, there, consoling himself about <laughs> his, his crow's feet. Fair play to him. Uh, it's a good one. I do like it. I do like it. Uh, and I'm leaning into it heavily uh, as I get As more. am I. <laughs> more, a bit more wrinkled by the day. Don't would you start? You keep look. You will forever be a nineteen-year-old Bronte sister. You, you, you're not fooling anybody uh, with the with the wrinkles chat. Uh, so let's get straight to it then, folks. I mean, there's only one story. There's only one place to go. Um, obviously, it's Lisa Marie's birthday. But after that, uh, <laughs> after that show, that story, and we will go more of that later. I do want to hear a little bit about that. We did tease it the last time. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, but obviously. Obviously, uh, we we were all very pessimistic. And since we've talked, Jan and I did a show on, oh, God, when was it? It was a couple of nights ago anyway. Thursday, wasn't maybe, it? Maybe Thursday Wednesday night. Thursday or Thursday. Yeah, and we were both pretty fatalistic about the chances of anything happening. I think as were almost all Reds because it just didn't seem to be a thing. And, you know, the one story that wouldn't go away, that was always there in the tabloids day after day, and we've, spoken about on this show was Luis Diaz and holy shit it <laughs> happened um so it's 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 a strange one because it just didn't it, it it you know you can't say it's like Fabinho 
um, where it just that story literally came out of the blue. But the, I think the concept of Liverpool signing someone did take most people by surprise because I think, like I say, there was this sort of fatalistic acceptance going on, stoked very much by the local media and the usual mouthpieces saying the things that are usually designed to tamp down expectations and, and get people ready for a very quiet um uh, you know, uh, deadline day, uh, no squawking from Jim in, in, in the Sky Studios for us. That's the usual way of things. Cam, therefore, when it happened, I mean, it's it's got a lovely sort of excitement um, bonus feel to it. Um, and it's exactly kind of, to be fair, and awful of us were talking about, you know, we'd love to see a midfielder because we think that's the area, blah, blah, blah. But if I've I hold my hands up, and in the same way that I prefer the European Cup to the to the league at all times, if we're, if it if it comes down to an either or, I always want to win the European Cup. I always want a new striker coming in. It's a stupid thing. It doesn't have mm. to be rational. It doesn't have to be based on logic. Uh, I think it's very exciting. It's very exciting to see someone coming in who might be able to blend in straight away. And he's twenty five years of age. We, we've all seen the compilation videos, even if we haven't seen much of the lad himself. And it's um, it's 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 got the 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 uh, excitement uh, going again, hasn't it? Big time. Well, yeah, you've got what you wanted, Trevor. I remember uh, last summer when we were speaking, uh, you always wanted a forward more than a midfielder. Mm, mm. Um, whereas my preference was a midfielder um, to replace Ginny. And so, in that respect, yeah, it it is. It is, it's great. Um, I'm still quite shocked by it. I must admit, it still hasn't really sunk in for me because maybe because the lad's in South America right now in, in Argentina, he's not here doing the, the you know, obviously it can't happen, but you know, the Melwood lean sort of thing. So it'd be the Axa lean, now the Kirby lean, whatever you want to call it. But because that hasn't quite happened yet, still hasn't really registered for me yet. Um, you know, we've also said we want the club to be making a couple of really good signings a season. Well, in the last two years, we've signed Thiago, Jota, Canate, and now Diaz. So maybe the club does know what they're doing. Maybe they are, you know, just, you know, they've got, a, they, they, they know the players they want and they're not going to be stupid in how they do those signings. They, they're going to be, they're going to approach it in the way they feel is the right way to do it. If that means they have to wait a little bit longer, then so be it. I mean, we can go back to the Virgil signing. We completely screwed it up in the summer and there was outcry. We didn't buy a central defender, but come January, December the 27th, I think it was Virgil standing next to a Christmas tree with his Liverpool top. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, let's get, let's give the club a little bit of credit for, you know, getting this one over the line, you know, they seem to have knocked it out of the ballpark in the way they've done it. I've seen uh, a you not a YouTube. I've seen a little clip of his uh, game is uh, against us at Anfield in from the Champions League, and I've seen eight goals he scored that BT Sport have have, have posted. I'm sold. That's all it took. That's yeah, all I needed. Did- it didn't take me didn't take me much much more either and just get you in immediately in this because we're, we're going to go over and back on this topic for a while lisa marie so just to hear your voice in the two i'm sure you were like us checking out compilations there was one particularly good one that really had me i have to say jumping up and down i'd seen it before i'd seen it um when we were linked with them initially and uh, something about those type of things i can't engage with them unless they're real so i, I you know i'd put it back in my head then I watched it again. It was all the goals he got in the Copa America last summer. I was like, holy crap, this guy, this kid's got the lot. They were ridiculous hits. Um, and, and, and the pace as well is a lovely extra. Um, the ability to raid in from the flanks or he was taking on shots from the edge of the box. This is all great stuff, like exactly the kind of excitement level that we're looking for. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what my favorite thing in the last couple of days. Now, I have not had a chance to listen to all the content that's been on Anfield Index yet, but um, I am enjoying the joy and the glee in Dave Hendrick's voice on every <laughs> podcast he has been on. 
<laughs> yeah, it's rare. You should absorb it. I don't think it. I've ever heard him, or at least not for a long time, heard him sound so happy. It's it's just it's just it's lovely. It is. It genuinely is. I think that I think I think the um that that happiness is sort of reflected across the fan base. And most oh, absolutely. most people were a little bit like me. They kind of didn't know what to do with it. I I got into work. I think it was Friday morning, right? Um, I got into work and the news that started to break this thing was happening i was like really are we serious about this is this actually a thing and then before you knew it there was going to be uh there was rumors about a medical and i think i think at it's already happened right i think at least yeah. partially yeah okay so i mean i mean it's, it's officially announced now yeah, 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 which is just super. It's all over the uh, the official uh, um, um, website. There's pictures yeah. of the man himself in one of those cool green tops that I want signing yep. the uh, signing his contract, <laughs> which is fantastic, and lots and lots of other uh, Diaz uh, propaganda left, right, and center. And let's just kick in here with the um, official Norbert take, because I mean, where would you be going without the official Norbert take? And he says. I could not be happier that we've been able to get this deal done and bring Luis to Liverpool. Um, I've always been a believer in only signing players in January if you would want to sign them in the summer. And that's very much the case with Luis. He's an outstanding player and someone we've been tracking for a very long time. We believe he has everything needed to fit into our way and adapt to the Premier League, both physically and mentally. He's a player who is hungry for success and knows you have to fight to get what you want. He is a fighter, no doubt. He's a skillful team player who's always had the, the goal in mind. Um, he continues, the team deserved to do, oh, yeah, I like this. The, this team deserved to add quality. And when we played against Luis earlier this season, uh, we saw what a danger he is, how fast he is, and how his mentality was to help his team. We know Porto is an outstanding club who nurture players in the best possible way and provide a brilliant football education. They are a class club, and I have to say we have been tough. And I have to say have been tough negotiators. Um, I'm kind of loving all of that, to be honest with you. And, and I'll just start with you on this one, Lisa Marie. I mean, there's lots and lots. I mean, I know you said you haven't gotten to hear all the background, but I mean, m most people know that the the basic outline at this stage that this kid has 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 a, a, a come from a, a you know a, a tough background. He's very much um, uh, clearly got that that kind of clop fight in him that he loves so much. Uh, and you know, we know we do our due diligence when it comes to is this the right kind of fella to join the group, um, to join the collective uh, as Klopp would like it to be. Um, and, I mean, there hasn't been a misstep lately, so fingers crossed you'd like to think he's going to blend right in in that regard immediately. Um, that's what's really exciting. It's great to hear the manager's take, isn't it? He, he, like, I don't, obviously he's a very good man when it comes to spoofing the media, but that, that felt genuine to me, most of that. Yeah, I agree. It did very, and, I mean, I think I said this, on you know one of our previous podcasts where we were talking about transfers and everything and and I said that you know I didn't want us signing players just so we could say that we signed players yeah I'm interested in the club signing the right players for us you know it doesn't it doesn't do any good just to be for them to point well look we we signed these three these three lads if none of them have fit properly into the team either you know via you know, their playing style and, and everything, or even just, you know, even a little bit from, from a personality standpoint, because our, our club, our team, they're, they're tight knit group. I mean, you can tell just watching those training videos and whatever that, you know, everyone seems to get along with everyone else or they're all very good actors. Um, so I like that we do the, you know, the due diligence and, and everything to see that anyone we're bringing in, is going to fit in all aspects of, you know, the club and the, the team and, and everything else. And, and I think that, you know, taking the time to do that has, you know, has served us well. And, and, and again, you know, hearing those words from the manager is it, it sounds as though this is hopefully going to be yet another example of that. Um, my understanding is we were hoping to sign him in the summer, but with, somebody else kind of swooping in we had to make our move now so mm. um 
but hey, great. I mean, it's, it's setting us up beautifully for, for the rest of the season, which is just so, so exciting. That's exactly it. I mean, and Cam, just to go back to your take um, and, and point, what you were pointing out, and you're dead right, like I, I'd said the same. I mean, the, the head says get a midfielder, right? It does. And, yeah. and and we've already had ample evidence this season of how that could well be our Achilles heel if it's going to, if there is going to be one this season. And can we also bear in mind that given, you know, um, recent results and given the Reds, um, uh, March through January, uh, which defied an awful lot of the doom and gloomers, um, we're still in four competitions. So let's keep that on the shelf as well, despite all the, you know, inverted commas, terrible midfielders that we've got. Um, but this is this is that injection of excitement, the, the, the Harvey Elliott factor, if you like, um, where you've got a lad who's going to come on and frighten the living bejesus out of teams because he can run at them. I mean, that's in and of itself, that's just wonderful because whatever it is about all the other attackers that we have apart from Mo and Sadio, if they're not there, we don't have anyone who can do that, you know, on, until Harvey's back fit. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Taki can't do it. Divo can't do it. Um, you know, Ox can't really do it. Like he has a bit of pace, but not, you know, so no, none of those guys can really do that. Whereas Diaz is going to absolutely give nightmares to some of these Premier League defenders um, who don't like to be run at. Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember as well, um, Mo and uh, uh, Sadio, they're, they're both in... I think they both just hit around the 30 years of age mark. I think Mo will go on for another four or five years comfortably. Sadio, we know, is a he's an up and down player, isn't he? He'll have he'll have bursts of where he's absolutely out of this world, and then he he seems to have a slump for four or five games, and and this is where Diaz is gonna one he'll push Sadio on. I think I think we'll see a new Sadio now as well, and two he will be a genuine. Um, alternative to either, you know, whether he can play on the right, I don't know, but maybe he can, maybe he can't. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know anything about the player in that respect, but we know he can definitely play on the left. You know, that's what he prefers. That's where he has been playing. All the compilations I've seen, or the, you know, the two or three that I've seen, he's been on the left. So you know, he's definitely, you know, looking at that that Sadio birth. Um, so it, it's going to be I just think it's genuinely really exciting because because of all the things you've just said in that he's got tremendous pace I saw something uh top speed is he's he'll now be our fastest player yeah and that's that's saying something two he's incredibly skillful we know that we've seen that you know in all the all the clips we've seen three his work rate is phenomenal as well and if somebody's got that work rate, that tells you they've got the mentality as well. Again, and that goes back to what Lisa Marie was saying about how, you know, we try to make the right signing in that it's not just about the player, it's about personality. And that's something we've touched on a lot uh, over the last couple of years. Every signing that we've made recently is, you know, it's not just about the player. You can, you can, you know, who would you rather have? Diaz or Dembele from Barcelona. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer because Dembele hasn't got the mentality. He, he may be he may be a better footballer, potentially, but if he hasn't got the mentality, we're not going to sign him. So that's really important. I just want to give a shout-out as well, if that's okay. Of course. To all the ITKs who called um, us signing Diaz this month. Brilliant shout. Oh, wait, there wasn't any. <laughs> oh god <laughs> he's never happier than when he's digging out people who are um <laughs> you know fair play um do, there is one interesting kind of metric i'm I, i'm i'm focusing on at the moment so a uh, career total um, Luis Diaz has 64 goals and 275 appearances, according to Wikipedia. Um, probably not. The... Just look at Porto stats. Forget the. No, the... no, 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 no. So, yeah. so I'm saying that. Uh, I'm career... just saying the Porto stats are really good. Career, saw... total, career total, that's one in four. Okay. But a lot of that is obviously him breaking through. 
and also credit where it's due, he won things as a kid in, with his club um, junior um, in, in, in Colombia. Uh, he won things at Porto. Uh, I don't think you can underestimate what that means at all. That's not, it's not one of those things that, um, um, statisticians can factor into, you know, how they think somebody's going to perform, but it's a massive, massive, massive intangible. Um, when you're looking at, uh, how a lad is going to settle into a club where that is the expectation, that winning is the expectation. I love that we are now buying winners in that way. We've bought lads who've won league titles like Fab before. Virgil van Dijk had won things. Um, this is good. We need this. Jimmy Milner came in and, and, and his experience and, and impact on the, on the, on the squad in general has been sort of noted as very, very important. So I like that he's a winner. But as you say, Cam, the 41 goals in 125 for Porto is a far better ratio and far more um, reflective of, of where he is currently. Now, like Sadio Mane and like Mo Salah, wouldn't it be very exciting, Lisa Marie, if the movement to our club and the surrounding by a superior uh, level of colleague would lead to a kick on that but like it's similar to what both of them seemed to experience by signing for Liverpool. I mean, Mo Salah went from a very exciting European, uh, uh you know, Champions League standard, uh, wide man attacker to the top scorer in the Premier League again and again and again, you know. Um, Sadio Mane went from a kind of mercurial talent to, Possibly our key man, at least in the in the league winning season, and that's saying something when you're talking about the other fella as well. Imagine if Luis Diaz could take a kick on like that. I mean, that that's that's where it gets really exciting. Absolutely, and you know, and I I think you can also include Jada. I mean, has certainly yes, kicked on since he joined. You really know, since point. he joined really Liverpool as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, the the thought of you know having yet another attacker that. You know, I, I just, the options are just, they just fill, fill me with joy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, but no, no, having, you know, it, I, and I don't, I mean, I think just looking at what has happened to so many players when they have joined Liverpool, you know, even if they were already at very high levels, they've kicked it up yet another level you know, when they've joined the team. So I think we have every reason to believe that, that Diaz is going to be the same, you know, it, it shouldn't be any different for him. And, and again, the whole thing is, it's just, I mean, it's, it, it made my week, you know, to, <laughs> cause I woke up Friday morning, you know, happened to look at the phone and it was just like, you know, everything was starting to, you know, to just come forth. And, um, and I was like, whoa, where, where did this come from? And, you know, so it's just, it's just been so exciting to see, but yeah, no, I think, I think we have every reason to expect that he is just going to kick on another level because he's, he's going to be in a team that, you know, he's going to be surrounded by players that are looking to make the goals happen. And I mean, you know, you know, he probably can't wait to get on the end of one of, you know, Trent's crosses to just bang it in. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing. It's just getting so exciting to even think about diagonal balls from Trent uh, to Diaz coming in from that flank or whatever. It's just exciting, exciting times. And we know he's taking the number 23 jersey, which, you know, is comparatively iconic in Liverpool lore and not necessarily uh, comparatively associated with um, with strikers, even though we know Fowler wore it for a while and obviously Shaq wore it recently. Um, but it is, it is obviously a, a shirt number we associate with Jamie Carragher, but 23 is one of those ones that went on to have sort of world significance, didn't it, for a while. It was one of those ones that cool players were wearing all around the world. So I'm glad he's got that and it's got a little bit of swagger to it. Um, it has that extra little bit of cachet, perhaps. And, uh, uh it's just, it, the, the most, the most interesting thing for me will be to see how quickly he's introduced and you know there's a knock-on effect as well cam in that you know those lads who are um i suppose stuck 
getting the occasional outing in one of the wide berths up front, your tackies and your your oxus and stuff like that. Now they're going to be pushing Curtis Jones to see if they can get uh, get in as an eight uh, on a rare occasion, and that's good, right? I mean, and and of course we're hoping that we can see out the season with Fab and Thiago for most of the games because we know. Um, from proven history that if we can do that then we have a really good chance of winning those games um, and and you know the there's immediate pressure then on on the captain for the other the other number eight position to really up his performance levels too because Curtis will be knocking the door the two lads I mentioned already um, Nabby's obviously going to be saying hang on a minute you know I think I deserve to get in here too uh, this this is where it gets good, man. This is where this is where we've got all these uh, potential cups on the horizon, and now suddenly we look like I mean it's one addition, but we because this, the the defense is so solid in terms of the uh, the personnel that we've added, and because we have some returning uh, individuals in midfield. I'm I'm not betting against us in any competition, Cam, and I'm so excited. I don't think I've ever been able to say that at this stage of any freaking season since I was a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Squad depth. Yeah. We suddenly have squad depth, you know, the infamous squad depth charts and everything. So um, it, it it's a combination, isn't it? The signing of Diaz, uh, the returning players in Thiago and Elliot. Um, hopefully the boys will come back from... AFCON unscathed, the two that are left there. Uh, Sadio's currently playing. Um, had an assist, by the way, everyone, as I'm sure you all know. Um, it, it, it is exciting. You're right, four competitions. Only two games defeated whole season, which is unbelievable going. And that's two games in the league. Yes, we've, we've spoken about the draws that have annoyed us, but this is the type of signing that could make a difference in those tight games. Again, this is what we need. We need, you know, we we always go on about, oh, look at Man City's bench. Look how many wonderful players they've got on the bench. You know, they've got a billion pound squad. Well, you don't have to have a billion pound squad to have a world-class bench or a, a, an exciting bench, a game-changing bench. And when you mention the likes of... um. You've mentioned uh, Taki and Divock there. More than likely, they're on their way out. Um, whether that be tomorrow, which is uh, transfer deadline day, or come the summer, because we know uh, Divock's uh, contract runs out in the summer. So we know he's free to talk to clubs in Europe uh, as of this month. So he may well be doing that. Plus, we know he's injured, so he's not likely to go anywhere in the January transfer window um, because how would you pass a medical that stranger things have happened? Um, but is he injured? I mean, I'm borrowing Trev's conspiracy hat. Ooh, that's <laughs> because... a big hat. I know, I know. It's shiny. It's a shiny hat. <laughs> <laughs> but there hasn't, I mean, what is the injury? It's been very vague or that I've heard. I mean, it'd be fair, but I don't know. I just wonder if he's been kind of held back, you know, not been pushed pushed up because, you know, pushed back into the squad this month because there's some potential deal out there that might get over the line tomorrow. Theoretically, we could really have done with him, right? So yeah. I, I, I agree with you. It, it, but it's part of the way that the club has I started know. to function um, in the – in the most recent um, incarnation of it. And it's a good thing because, Cam, you'll remember the horror of the team being leaked, you know, the day before. And it just, it just felt like the whole place was like a sieve and you were hearing stories about what was going on behind the scenes. I don't want to know that shit. I really don't know. Don't get me wrong. Of course, I'm a curious fucker. I want to know, but I don't want to know. I don't, and I don't want anyone else knowing more to the point. So I, 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 it is frustrating. The injury thing is very frustrating. They're incre- they can be incredibly vague. Um, and, and, and that one's particularly vague. You can't find any specific information anywhere on that. I don't know what well, that's Well, that's it. About. I mean, you know, normally yeah. at least, you know, you hear it's a knee, it's an ankle, you know, a yeah, hamstring, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this one, I don't know that there's been any real 
you know, specific than to what it's been. That's what makes me more suspicious. I mean, I know, I mean, you know, like Tiago, we hear, okay, it's his hip. You know, there's some, there's some hip thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's what has raised my eyebrows a bit. Is, well, I, I did, I, I did see for, for the benefit of our more pessimistic um, listeners who may not do social media and you know well done you if you're one of those because um <laughs> it's 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 uh you know it's equal parts um e- equal parts blessing and affliction i think you'd have to say that and i do know that some people are much much happier in themselves when they don't so if you haven't let me just inform you that there are some lovely videos um especially if you were uh, inclined to be sort of looking at it from an aesthetic point of view for um, the ladies and the gents out there, of course, uh, you know, whatever your preference happens to be, of Tiago doing some lovely stretches uh, for those hips, um, um, using various uh, um, rubber bands and stuff like that. He, he's looking very well indeed, fair play to him. Um, so, so uh, <laughs> very toned, shall we say. So I'd imagine, I'd imagine he's he's hopefully close. And I read on the show with Jan there on Thursday a little breakdown of where everybody was and. It is quite exciting. The only one that was a little bit vague still was was Divock, but you know, of course. Uh, so that's just strange. Maybe he's just out shopping and he's forgot to come back. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I I would love it with something mad like that. I would. I think I think we'd all knock a bit of crack out of it being something <laughs> mental. I mean, look, it's I don't want to overreg the Diaz. Um, pudding but it's hard not to it's hard not to be excited about it and loads of people have done you know shows breaking down stats and um, talking about his background and um, giving you bios and you've had interviews on 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 this channel with um, local journalists and lots of people have given you plenty of insight into how he was and how he has been in his various clubs um, what kind of lad he is as well um, and I just think the most heartening overall thing is the words there from the manager because you know he he, you do get the feeling um, he's genuinely happy with that, um, with that fella, as well as uh, with the profile of the player. But we do need to mention as well, I mean, there is a day left. And if we're going to be really, really greedy and like, honestly, why would we not be really greedy at this stage? Um, there is the potential for another deal to get done as well um, in the shape of um, Fulham's Fabio Carvalho. Um, an awful lot of people very excited by this particular footballer. And apparently, according to one of the people who's um uh, word is usually taken there is, there is an offer that's gone in reportedly five million but i think we have a ropey enough cam i think we've a ropey enough relationship with fulham since the whole harvey elliott thing uh dragged on a bit and have to go to some sort of a tribunal if i recall um mm-hmm. in terms of the valuation um yeah. that they were given for him so uh, you can imagine them playing hardball on this one um i, I assume you, uh, let's hear them. I'd love to hear them. Okay, so um, with the Harvey Elliott one, yeah, Fulham were, felt aggrieved with how that all came about, and they felt they didn't get um, a fair crack um, or a fair fee from the tribunal. We have actually helped Fulham out with Harry Wilson, and what we actually did for Fulham was we didn't take any money from them. When we sold them, we we deferred the payment for one year because that helped Fulham with their um, financial fair pay status according to EFL rules. So we've actually already done them a solid. So we've actually repaid them, you know, to for any ill will that they may have felt towards us, and repaid that debt. So we've that's actually very got interesting. Clean, yeah, I didn't so know we've that. actually I got clean that. slate. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Okay. Yeah, it's something I read today. So. Um, so I'd like to think we've got a, a clean slate with Fulham, providing that what I've read is true. Obviously, you know, I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it's it's true what I read. So um, if that is the case, the discussions with Carvalho again, from what I've heard, is it Julian Ward, the new director of football, who's coming in? Oh man, now, listen, yeah. whatever whatever you may think about. Uh, me and my um, uh, tendency to go all in on conspiracies. Um, I'm also a massive, massive, massively interested in the use of propaganda over over the course of history. And yeah. holy shit, Liverpool are pulling all the propaganda stops out of the bag yeah. for Julian Ward. I mean, 
every little tweet is a puff piece talking about how wonderfully he's done to get this Diaz deal over the line, which is really interesting. And now, you know, I, what, from what I've heard with the Carvalho thing, um, again, they tend to feed these things out so that we'll understand that when it happens, if the deal does happen to get done, it looks like he'll stay where he is. He's got, I think, eight goals in 17 games for Marco Silva's uh, shower in the championship this season, which is pretty bloody uh, impressive. Um, And if we do a a deal with him, I think there's every chance that it'll be, you know, a loan back until the end of the season because he is actually out of contract in the summer. So, um, you know... We're in a really good position here, negotiation-wise, right? Yeah, I mean, what I was going to say about Julian Ward, apparently um, he's been speaking with Carvalho's parents, and that's what's... Uh, and Carvalho has made it clear he wants to come to the come, come to Liverpool. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. Oh, so, nice. Um, again, you, you're just taking snippets from here and there, how much truth there is in there. We're not going to know until if and when the lad signs for us and then, you know, it'll all come out in the wash, as they say. So um, the the noises are positive. I've also seen a few journos uh, tweet today uh, before we uh, started recording that um, there's a medical book for tomorrow. So wow, if that's okay. the case, then, uh, you know, it's moving at breakneck speed because, again, it's one of those um, where the club have probably felt, yes, he may be available for free in the summer, but they just want to get it sorted. They don't yeah. want to risk anything. They don't suddenly want to risk Dortmund coming in and taking the lad from under our noses because everybody knows Dortmund are brilliant, say, with uh, with young kids. We we don't want to be in a situation where we could have, like, say, had Bellingham for <laughs> peanuts and then we may have to go in the summer and pay 80 million euros for him or something stupid like that. Let's get these kids now at a, at, you know, at a cheaper price. Than that. I think that's going to be part of our strategy going forwards you know uh, we're going to start seeing a lot more of these younger signings identifying potential superstars before they become obviously world-class superstar players and um you know why not it's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic route i mean who wouldn't have wanted bellingham when he left the left these shores to go to dortmund would he have developed in that way probably not but we would have loved him, you know. We we everybody wants uh, Bellingham now. I know we've also been uh, linked heavily with a, a a kid from Monaco. Uh, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. It begins with T. Uh, yeah, it does begin with T. Let's leave it yeah. at that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, again, these and this is great, and and this is what we want to see, and it brings genuine to... links as well. That's the thing. It's not just yeah, yeah. You know, it's not when I say genuine links from more reliable sources, yeah. not your. Uh, not the ones who all told us two weeks ago about Carvalho sign. Uh, sorry, uh, Diaz signing. <laughs> not those people. Not those ones. What do they know? Uh, it, it, this is where I wanted to drive it next, Lisa Marie. Is like, I mean, and by the way, I think uh, to f- double down on Cam's little bit of insight there about this scenario with Fulham, which I hadn't been aware of. It's good to know that. Um, apparently, the fact that we can make a kind of an upfront cash payment of a few million uh, to Porto uh, to help them out with some scenario they have currently um, sort of swung the deal for us as well. So more canny negotiations there if you're to uh, believe the rumours that you read. But I suppose where I'm going with this is if if Carvalho does get done as a deal tomorrow, you know, there's going to be the usual um, reaction. There's going to be a lot of people coming out as if FSG is their daddy and mammy together and that they they want to defend them and how dare anyone ever insult their daddy and mammy. There's going to be people who are going to say ah, too little, too late. And then there's going to be a few people in the middle like us who are saying, well, this is great. And this is kind of the thing we want them to do. So keep it up. You don't win any prizes just yet, but let's keep it going. But, you know, it's just going to be this over and back nonsense, which is why I would say really, really good day for most people to avoid um, their 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 Twitter thread would be would be the day of and the day after the transfer deadline. But where do you land on this now? I mean, do you find it as a kind of. Well, now, actually, this is them totally um, doing what they're supposed to do. And what else do people want? Maybe they should shut up now. Do you think this is uh, adequate 
decent, the kind of thing we want? Or do you think, are you still kind of, would you still be critical? I mean, where, where are you landing on on the whole FSG thing in the wake of this fairly surprising and, and impressive signing? I think I probably fall in the cautiously optimistic camp right? where I'm happy to see. I hope this is the start of a trend, if you will. Um, you know, like like we have discussed, you know, having one or two good signings to, you know, to backfill, rebuild, you know, plan the squad for the future. So if, you know, if this is just yet another step in that, I'm happy enough. Um, but, you know, I'm, that's obviously something that, you know, time will have to tell on. You know, I don't, I don't know, you know, what they're going to do in the summer or whatever. But, but I think, yeah, if, if this is, this makes me cautiously optimistic that, that, you know, if, even if we just end up with Diaz in this window, it's, it's a hundred percent more than what I was expecting. So yeah. yay. But I hope it is. I hope it's okay. So we've we've got Diaz in now, um, and you know, and if we get the lad from Fulham, you know, bonus, and you know, and but then I hope we see one or more, two more in the summer because I think we're gonna have some people leave. So instead of just waving them off and thinking we're good, let's continue, you know, to maintain that squad depth you know, with whatever signings we, you know, we can get in the summer. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd be very much in the same camp. I'd be uh, jogging up beside um, Johnny Henry and, 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 and Tom Werner and uh, giving him a little kind of playful uh, slap on the back and say, well done. And then over my shoulder, keep it up, you pricks. And off we go. <laughs> you know, that's basically where I am. In a nutshell, uh, yeah. You know, you know, that's that's pretty much where I am. But Cam, I want to give you last word on this before we move to our last little sequence in the last few minutes. We have a couple of uh, Twitter queries. Um, so just um, last word on the whole thing and, and skew it, if you would, towards, you know, does this, are you... This doesn't solve anything, really, does it, in regards to the whole FSG debate? Uh, and it shouldn't make people come down entirely one way or the other. It's, it, it would be daft to base anything on that, wouldn't it? Just be happy. Yeah, just be you happy. Know, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. You know, it, I mean... Be grateful what you I, have. I mean, FSG out, you know, all, all day long, definitely, you know, because they've made a signing, how dare they, you know? I mean, it, you know, you, 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 we can all be morons when we want to be. Um, you know, we can all, we, 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 we discussed FSG quite ext- uh, extensively last week, didn't we? Um, yeah. and we, we all made our views perfectly known. We, we, we like what they've done as a club, uh, sorry, as, as a, an organization to provide stability for the club, try and make it self-sufficient. But we wanted to see a few more signings. You know, we all do. We, we get excited. We, you know, and you look at the fan base on social media. They're, they're, it's a different world because, yeah. you know, something has happened. It's lifted the spirits. Not only has it lifted our spirits now, but it's lifted, it will lift the squad spirits because they like to see new players coming in. It gives everyone a lift. It gives everyone a G up. It provides it, competition for places that can only help improve the team. And that's what we want. And that, that's all we've been asking of FS3 just to help do that. But that's why I said at the beginning, one of the first things I said, We've now made four signings in two, in two seasons, mm. you know, and they're four good signings. They're not, yeah, they're all quality, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not average signings that aren't going to do anything. And there's been other little signings, you know, you know, younger players that people don't count that could become something, you know, that, that it's not just that everybody only obviously only looks at the big signings, you know, the name signings, the 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 big money signings, you know. I mean, and this is in this this signing is in the that ballpark it's in that 30 35 million ballpark well we seem to do really really well Jota Sadio Mo Salah and if if he has is anything like any of those players which by all means he, he certainly looks like he's gonna be um we you know we've got a baller what more yeah. do we want 
Hundred uh, percent. No, no arguments from me, and 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 that's exactly the thing. Is uh, last week we said, yeah, okay, great lads, but do something. They did something. So if they keep well, doing things, listen, yeah, they listen. You know, they. <laughs> I think they listen. <laughs> they're, well, they're part of our five listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got figures for you as well. By the way, you'll be glad to hear these off the off the the mics at the end. Might give you that Lego boost, Commander. I know you like to hear that there are actually people. Well. There are actually quite. My water is tingling. Yes. You're... Oh, okay. That's unnecessarily graphic. Um, so we, I asked just in case we needed it, um, and we don't. But there are six minutes left before Cam has to disappear like uh, Cinderella before he, before the uh, ball. Uh, and um, I, I asked tw- Twitter for a couple of questions, so we've got them. And I'm going to give this one specifically to you, Lisa Marie, because I know this will apply to you in the week of your birthday. Uh, Dino asks, like FSG and LFC, have you bought any shiny new things this week? Or, well, let's just tweak it a little bit. Have you received any shiny new things this week? <laughs> I've bought something. But let Lisa Marie go first. <laughs> um, you know, I really didn't. Um, it's been kind of a quiet birthday. Yeah. This is tragic. What? <laughs> Now, all of our friends who came for dinner last, you know, a week ago, yesterday, Saturday, everybody brought wine. Um, So my wine cabinet has been very well stocked. In fact, I've told them that they all need to come back over to help us drink this wine because (laughs) otherwise, um, I mean, we went through eight eight bottles that evening, um, plus whiskey and scotch and some other things. Um, But then... uh, but yeah, but everybody who came brought one or two bottles of wine. So we have more wine now than we did when we started. So, so yeah, so, um, my, my wine, my wine cellar is, is well stocked right now. So, well, look, look, I know, I know a volunteer who can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Trevor, check. let me know when your flight's coming in. I'm, and... I, I've, I've got, I've, I've got business class. I'll be there in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe you were going to go on the same plane as Liz Cross to Australia. Oh, God, he's got one in. Anyway, what did did you get? What did you get? Well, I bought... You're desperate to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really (laughs) exciting. Um, So uh, I bought an expandable hose pipe (laughs) with shiny brass, literally brass knobs on it. Oh There's my shiny God. brass fittings. It oh is my. wonderful. Oh. If you think there's any way I'm not calling the show Cam's Extendable Hose, <laughs> then then you have another thing coming, oh, my friend. Crap. Uh, there's, oh, yeah. there's yeah, a... I, could, I, could, I could see Ferinder having a field day now as well. He's going to love it. He's going <laughs> to love it. Uh, one Sam, it's a it's a red rag to a full, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, I, after the the uh, the Indian equivalent of Brokeback Mountain with me and you last week, I mean, holy shit, what is oh, going I've got on? Some there? more that you haven't seen yet, don't worry. Oh well, well, well. He's uh, he's uh, he's good character, that man. Uh, have you, uh, Juan Carlos asks, have you all found yourself rooting for or against our boys in the African Cup of Nations? Uh, meaning, you know, we want them back. We'd like to, them to succeed. And I mean, currently. Cam is keeping us up to date. Senegal are two one up, and this is we're recording Sunday night. It's about half eight here. Um, uh, against Guinea, right? Um, Mo and Equatorial Guinea. Um, Mo's got through. Um, um, in his quarterfinals, so they're looking good bets. Sadio and Mo to be around for one more round at least, and I have to say I'll take this one on. I think we're all kind of uh, we'd all love to see them back. But it's also wonderful for them to win. And in the same way that I was talking about Luis Diaz, I don't think it harms us in the slightest. In fact, I think it boosts us tremendously if one of those guys comes home um, as a champion of Africa. Uh, and I would love to see it genuinely for the lads themselves because they're both such great lads. I'd love to see it. Uh, I think we have two more. Um, Stephen Smith asks... Um, as it's transfer crazy time in Liverpool are doing bits, what I really want to know is this. What did you have for your Sunday dinner? Now, there's oh, more Stevens. He's talking about your deadline day meal and all the rest of it. But let's just ask Sunday dinners. Cam, Sunday dinner. Sunday dinner, as in my evening meal, not lunch. Yeah. 
So um, Sunday dinner today was um, we had so it was like a a naan. It was a naan, you know. One Mrs V got one out one of these ready made naans out of a packet, grilled it under and cooked it in the uh, oven, added cheese to it, so it was like a cheese naan. And then I had um, an Indian dish with it called a uh, matar paneer. So, oh, nice pronunciation, brother. I like that. Yes, I like so, that. I, I'm, I'm sure all our listeners know what matapanir is. Yes, of course we do. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Thank what panir is. It's like Trav. a cheese. It's like our cheese alternative. And then a matar uh, is a piece. Oh. So it's it's like in a it's like cheesy a, peas. Cheesy peas in a in a like a curry dish. Oh. Well, it's a it's a watery based. It's like a soup curry, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it sounds tasty. But you get it, you get it. You, you know, it's a it's a popular dish in the Indian restaurants. So um, sounds tasty. I had homemade wedges that I made myself with um, some beef and uh, mushrooms, and it was fucking magnificent. I had it my own, on my own uh, on my lap, watching a really good uh, movie called Motherless Brooklyn. So you got two in one there. That's a recommendation hard recommendation what a wonderful film ed norton wrote and directed acted in um it's fantastic incredible soundtrack just a really good old-fashioned flick i I can't recommend enough i was i was i was uh, was delighted with it um lisa marie what do you have for sunday dinner well i haven't had sunday dinner yet because oh yeah of course yeah yeah, 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 Um, but i have a white chicken chili on the stove cooking for our dinner. We usually, a lot of times on Sunday, we'll do some sort of soup or stew because then we have some leftovers either for myself or my husband to take for lunch or another meal during the week or something. So Nice. Last question was from Marco Lopez. And he says, what is the most uh, serendipitous new word discovered or what was the best old word that you rediscovered on Wordle? Now, I have to say, right, I noticed that Lisa Marie has, like myself, not been putting her word on her on her um, Twitter timeline. But uh, I can't help uh, but notice that Brainchy has gone full in on Wordle. And just to set it up, it is a word game, folks, if for some reason you don't know what it is. And I thought everyone did. But then I think everyone's on Twitter and everyone isn't on Twitter. So when I said it to people at work, they didn't know what I was talking about. Um, so... This I'm word just checking my I'm just checking my Twitter feed now to see what words were. Yeah, like I mean, to to be fair, it, it, this is the kind of thing that's right up my alley, and I resisted it because uh, I don't like doing what everybody else does because I'm a child, uh, and <laughs> and uh, and so I just uh-huh. said, I'm not doing that. So I will never post one now, but I did go off and do one on the slide, and it is actually quite good crack. Sake, uh, Cam, what's your favorite word that you've you know? What I don't know what you mean. Why I'm looking at my Twitter feed because he doesn't actually tell you what the word is, and I can't remember any of the words. So, um, you, you, is it was there no word specifically with you which you went? No, nothing so stood glad. out. No, okay, nothing, nothing's nothing's made me think, oh, right, yeah, um, they've just been pretty common words. Lisa so, Marie, did you have I, you tried? I haven't played. <laughs> You haven't played. Oh my God, I'm I'm in awe. I'm genuinely in awe of you. Fair play. That's I think that's fantastic. And to make matters worse, I did try it once, and then um, Stephen yesterday sent me something on Twitter uh, where there's like this rude and lewd version of Wordle, and of course I fucking aced it in the first one. Um, Obviously, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, my, oh my God, this is like, you know, I, I, I think I'm Mr. Vocabulary, but when it comes to filthy vocabulary, I seem to be, <laughs> uh, I seem to be right up there. For the record, the word was twats. Uh, so let's. Uh, That's not five <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's finish it out. <laughs> oh, sorry if you're listening with children. Why are you listening with children? Um, so if we we, we should goldfish. That's what it, that word meant children yeah yes pregnant <laughs> goldfish of course look it up um right we need to get out because cam's going to turn into a puff of smoke because it's just yeah. gone past eight uh i'm going to wrap it up at that we won't allow either lisa marie or cam any outros at all this week because we want to keep it to the hard hour so we will be back next week um lots to talk about we'll have an fa cup game hopefully to chat about with you as well and looking forward to the return of the premier league season and reflecting on see if there's any business 
uh, for Jim White and his squawking pals to be talking about on Sky News uh, transfer deadline day special tomorrow. So uh, I have been Trev Denny. You heard Cam Branch. You heard Lisa Marie Hanahan. This was the Anfield Index podcast. And you know what I'm going to say. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and do stay safe out there. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.